begin the countdown. Join us every Friday for encouragement, freedom, and biblical truth. Grab your coffee or grab your tea. It's going to be a good one. Hold on, we'll do that a little better. Hold on. Well, there we go. Okay, so this is going to be fun tonight. I don't have Sandra, but I'm using my laptop. So if you see me looking down, um, that's what I'm looking at. I'm not texting and driving. So I have two mousies. I've got the mousey here for the laptop, and then I've got the mousey here for the computer. So I'm hoping that I do good. And not only that, but I've got my water here. I got some coffee here. I just got a lot going on right here in this space. See, right now, I don't even know what mouse I'm supposed to hit. What am I supposed to do? Um, so uh, I've already said hello to some of y'all, some y'alls. But uh, Miss Just Vicky's in the house tonight. So hello, beautiful. I hope you're doing well. Uh, we've got my beautiful mod. My beautiful best friend, Carly, um, continue to lift her, her up in prayer, please. Um, she is on the mend, but um, each day she's getting a little better. And I know she's trying to tough it out, but um, just keep her in your prayers that she would have a um, a healing according to the Lord's will, right? Um, and then my other beautiful mod. We have got beautiful Jamie is in the house. So hello, beautiful. Um, so glad to see you here. We've got Tiffany is here. So hello. Timothy is here. How are you doing, brother? I hope you're doing well. Um, and I saw someone else. We've got my beautiful friend Yvette is here from Canada. Oh, I mean, Jamie's from Canada too. But, um, oh, how sweet. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, there was a name that I saw pop up and I wanted to be like, yo, hello. So we've got Traces here. Hello. Tina Myatt. Um, I have never seen your name in the chat, so I'm glad you're here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Here we go. There's Janita. How are you doing? I know I saw your name and then I'm like, where did you go? But because I have 50 mouses and 20 cups and a laptop and just stuff around me, you know, women, you have to admit, sorry, guys, but we multitask a lot better than dudes do. Um, so I think, oh, Miss Bonita is in the house. Hello. Um, I think, oh, Michael, hey, brother, so good to see you here and so good to see you on Facebook as well. 
Um, appreciate that. Am I, I'm back for those who don't know me personal, Kim is back. Um, so please make sure if you want to send me a friend request, it's in the, on my telegram page. I don't really care, but let me know who you are though. Like I, I just, I'm trying not to just bring people in cause it is my personal page. Um, but if you want to go there, I'm there, me, Kim personal, and you can see all the stupid things I do in my life. But, uh, anyway, with that being said, I, I don't know your real name if I only know your handle. So please let me know if, if I friend request sitting out there that I'm not accepting because I'm like, I don't know who these people are. <laughs> so anyway, um, please do not take offense if I haven't accepted you yet. I just don't know who you are via YouTube. So I need to know who you are. Miss Patty, Shalom. How are you doing? Um, so Carfus 2000. How are you? Um, I don't think I've seen your name in the live. So welcome, welcome. Jan B. Hello, hello. We've got Marie is here. Um, so that's good. Uh, so tonight's episode, uh, we are going to be talking about the way international. See, and now I'm confusing myself because I have, I'm looking here at my screen, but then I've got my laptop and I'm seeing things pop up. So I'm just like, oh, rabbit, squirrel. Uh, anyway, so we're going to be talking about the way international and I had a listener reach out who wanted to hear about this. Um, and also just Vicky, I guess they're in your neck of the woods and I had really never heard of them. So I had to do some research and then I had a guest reach out and they emailed me and with permission, uh, towards, I don't want to say the end, but towards the end of the slides that we're going to go through, um, she allowed me to, copy and paste what she said. Uh, and we're going to read that because she was actually part of the way. So I love how God works. God is just amazing. Anyway, so with that being said, as I said, I don't have Sandra. She needed tonight since we did an impromptu on Wednesday, she needed tonight to get some stuff done. So I am by myself. I think I may be able to see if there's any questions. Um, and then, uh, at that point, I'll start them. I'll do my best. I, I mean, again, I don't have 600 people watching at one time, and I am pretty certain I think I can handle my um, small viewership. Uh, so if I miss your question, if I don't get to it, just feel free to ask again. It's not done on purpose because I'm by myself. There's going to be no fancy schmancy stuff on the screen, as you can see. No banners, no nothing. Um, so the only thing I know how to do is my intro, introduce the coffee cup, and then let us all go home. And thank you, Allison. Yes, I, as I said, I hadn't gotten my hair cut in a year and a half. And I love my stylist. So I actually took time the other day. Um, I know this sounds gross. I don't wash my hair every day. But anyway, so I took some time to kind of blow it out. But she put in some cute little layers. And then I usually wear my hair up in a ponytail. So she kind of really brought this to my face so I can kind of hang stuff down and take care of all my my um, Hispanic baby bangs, as I call it. So I hope everyone is doing well. Uh, for those who tuned in on Wednesday, I know it was a very tough episode to hear um, outside of our Christianese way of thinking, but I appreciate every single one of you for tuning in and listening to that almost three-hour podcast. Um, and again, it's, you know, we want the rapture. Absolutely. I'm 100% unequivocally waiting for the Lord to return. My my French doors and my windows are always open. But, uh, and with that being said, if you hear anything, that's why, because they're open. But, um, I think sometimes we do. We need to 
get out of the news and the headlines of today and what does the Bible say? That's really what we need to hone in on is what does the Bible say? Um, and it's tough, right? And a lot of passages in the Bible are things that we don't want to hear. I mean, let's just keep that real. Um, it's, I agree with you, Trace, hair does not need to be washed daily. And um, so anyway, uh, and believe me, I do not tap into that part of our culture because I do not wash my hair daily. And anyway, so, um, but we do, I think on all times that we read the Bible, it, it, it's supposed to convict, it's supposed to encourage, it is supposed to help us grow. That's why the word says to rightly divide, because clearly there's people wrongly dividing the word of God. And um, so I really appreciated Brother Mike coming on here. And, um, you know, he's kind of like in a camp of wolves, so to speak, because we're so used to hearing something. And then we're like, oh, that bucks the way I've felt this whole time. So again, the rapture is imminent. I'm not going to rehash on Wednesday because that's not the point of this podcast. But um, we just really need to be Bereans. We really need to dive more into the word of God and uh, maybe unplug from YouTube a little bit, as I say that, as I do a live, right? So anyway, um, and that's why, you know, my whole trajectory has changed in 2024, um, you know, not doing prophecy. So hence the reason, you know, I probably won't have those people on again, not because I don't like them, um, but because I'm not going to be in that realm, if that makes sense. I thought I made it make sense on a comment, but apparently people uh, didn't read that properly. So again, I want to make that clear before I start this episode. This podcast is God's ultimately. He leads, he directs, he guides. So I'm saying what I'm saying is I don't have anything against Mondo or JB or Brother Lee. None of them. They are doing what God has called them to do and that's prophecy. God has not called me to do that. And I need to be obedient to what my father wants, not what man wants, if that makes sense. So, um, and you guys know me, I, I'm, I try to come here honest and organic and real, and that's not always a good thing, but you know what? I, I don't know how, how else to be, and I'm going to be that way. Um, and anyway, and I did mention the comment too, just so you know, I've seen your comment, Janita. That's funny. Uh, let me start that cause that's cute. Um, and thank you, ski the bro. I appreciate that. Um, but it is, what I mean by it's a boys, boys club, I'm not saying that in disrespect. So there's not many women within the prophecy circle is what I meant. So sometimes people lose what you're trying to convey through a comment. And I, that's why I, I like to just voice people sometimes because you do lose that when you're trying to text somebody or through a comment. Um, but it is, right? It's not like there's a lot of women coming up and doing this. So anyway, oh, no, this one. So Janita, what kind of shampoo and conditioner do I use? So I use this um, shampoo and con Oh, hold on. I don't know if I can get there. Um, actually, let me do it this way. I'll use my laptop. So it is, uh, um, you guys just chat amongst yourselves because I don't know how to spell the word. Um, and uh, oh, here it is. I think this is it. Yeah, this is what I use. All right. So what I'm going to do is it is called, I don't want to go to Amazon. So it is a biotin and collagen shampoo and you can get it at Walmart. Um, it's called thick and full. Um, it's if someone wants to Google it and put the link in there. So it has, it's, Oh, I'm getting 
compliments on my hair. It's the lighting. I promise you my hair is really dull, Jamie, because I have gray and gray dulls out your hair. But you guys are just killing me tonight. Thank you for all the compliments. It's called OGX Thick and Full Plus Biotin and Collagen Volumizing Shampoo. It says for thin hair, but I don't have thin hair. Um, and it's, you guys know I keep my fan on, so my nose tends to run. It's running away. It's leaving me. Thickening shampoo with vitamin B7, wheat protein, paraben-free, sulfate-free. Um, so I get the really big, the two big, big bottles. If anyone has a Sam's Club, that's where I get mine. So go ahead and um, head on over to Sam's. They're right there in the um, shampoo section. But great question. That was amazing. I'm so glad we're here. It's great. Okay. So anyway, I'm now I'm getting uncomfortable. This is what happens. I'm embarrassing myself. You guys are embarrassing me underneath it all. And uh, so want to say hi to Ski Bro the Hebro. And then I just seen this Hanalore. Sorry, my nose. Um, just came in. So hello, hello, sis. So good to see you. And then I looked up and here's Cheryl. So hello, hello. Good to see you as well. All right. So let us dive in to this. And for those who are on Rumble watching, hello and welcome. I see there's only just a handful there. So hello to you guys as well. Um, I appreciate you all being here for sure. All right. So you guys ready to dive in to the way international? I think it's going to be a good time. Um, and uh, let's see. No, I don't think I can use anything. But what I am going to do before I do anything else is I'm going to introduce uh, this week's month. Oh, I was still dancing to the beat. So this mug is really cute. I've never used this before. Um, I bought these like a really long time ago. It was a four pack that I got on that I get. I get it. I get it on Amazon. I got it. Um, I got it on Amazon and it's so, it's so cute. And I, the color is cute. And I like the, um, the motto on it because I always take everything that people use secular and I change it on its head into something Christian. So the saying says a tiny change today brings a dramatically different tomorrow. And you know what I thought about when I wanted to use this mug case in point Wednesday's episode, tonight's episode, a tiny little change of reading more of the Bible, even if it's five minutes. Because most of us, let's be real, I don't read the Bible every day. I just don't. I don't have time to. However, when I do read the Bible on the weekends and I'm diving in and da-da-da-da-da, hours can go by. So, But I say this to myself as well, right? Because I'm never going to say something on YouTube that I don't practice in my real life, no matter what that looks like, just so you know. Um, so a tiny change today, five minutes more of reading the Bible maybe five minutes more of praying brings a dramatically different tomorrow because then when tomorrow comes, you might want to read 10 minutes of the Bible and then 10 turns into 15, 15, so on and so forth. So I thought it was really cute. I'm going to take a sip of this though. Let's take a quick break. 
everyone is podcasting these days. If this is something you want to do, or you're already doing it, I would recommend using Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. I currently use the Blue Yeti. Buzzsprout is an extremely user-friendly platform, and I could not be happier with their services. There are so many things that this site allows you to do, from your show being listed on every major podcast platform, to the audio player that you can use seamlessly on your websites, to the detailed analytics of what we, come on guys, the podcasters want to see. Don't lie, I know you look at that too. We want to know who was listening, where they're listening, how long they're listening. There are zero hassles because Buzzsprout provides these tools and more to help promote our podcasts. Fellow podcasters, do we not work hard? Well, I am here to tell you that Buzzsprout works even harder to make our podcasts stream streamlessly. Yes, I know that's not a word. If you want to join a company that already has over 100,000 podcasters, click the link and let Buzzsprout know that we sent you. This will get you a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. And in addition, of course, it'll help support our show. Don't delay. Start Buzzsprouting today. Mm. This is so good. I um it's a uh it's so good I forgot the name of it. It is a toasted graham, kind of like a um a like a graham cracker, but it's a toasted graham. I know, right? Jamie, I agree. I love the yellow too. And what I like about it, see how it's like chipped, it's got that little chip effect to it around the edges. So I love that. It's got it on the handle. See? So I like it. I like things that are unique. I love unique because I'm unique. <laughs> if no one's noticed that by now, I'm certainly not your status quo. Did I say that right? I don't know. It is coffee. Um, it's just one of those, you know, cheap little brands that you can get. I got that at Sam's, I think, or I feel like it was Sam's. So it had a whole bunch of different flavors. It had the toasted graham. It had some cinnamon. Regular vanilla, hazelnut, um, the caramel macchiato, and there was one other flavor in there, and I don't remember, but yes. Okay, so there is that. We have the mug. Um, how many mugs do I have? <laughs> Great question, Hannah Lore. Uh, I have a lot. So what I did actually maybe two weeks ago is I went up to the tippy top where I used to have a whole bunch of mugs that I never used. And I threw away, like when I worked at CNN, I used to go into their little shop down there, Cartoon Network. And I used to just buy mugs because I loved coffee mugs. So anyway, I threw away a lot of mugs that I got through CNN, including CNN mugs, like that said CNN. Headline news, um, the Robin Mead show, uh, that was actually given to me, but I threw it away anyway. Um, but I ditched all of that demonic stuff. Okay, no, I'm teasing. I had to, I had to deliver myself from my mugs, y'all. I should have called in um, one of these demon slayers to uh, slay me, to deliver me from my CNN madness. Because uh, clearly I had a spirit of I just need a job and this is the only place that is hiring in Atlanta. But anyway, so, I, you know, great question. I don't know. 
I have a lot. So between what everyone gives me and then I display some and then others I keep as mugs that I use. So, you know, I have a lot. <laughs> and Laura, I've got, I've got a lot. Let's just say that. Um, one, two, three, I don't know, maybe like three cabinets full <laughs> of mugs where I have to double and triple stack. It's okay. I drink a lot of coffee. No, I really don't. I just drink one cup in the morning and then here on a Friday night because everyone knows my bedtime. It's nine o'clock. So you guys are very special that sometimes if I'm over nine o'clock, I'm not falling asleep. So uh, yeah, it's good times. <laughs> All right. So we're going to um, dive in here. Um, I do want to begin. I'm going to add this to the stage here. So give me one second. And so this is what we're going to be discussing tonight, The Way International. And I want to start off with a quote first. So this is a quote from Edwin A. Blum from the Bible Knowledge Commentary and Exposition of the Scriptures. Quote, John begins with a theological prologue. It is almost as if John had said, quote, I want you to consider Jesus and his teachings and deeds, but you will not understand the good news of Jesus in its fullest sense until you view him from this point of view. Jesus is God manifest in the flesh, and his word and deeds are those of the God-man. So one may say, yep, we agree. So I wanted to start off with that quote, because if we don't understand who Jesus is, truly is, we cannot expose a false religion. So we first have to see what do they believe in Jesus? Who is Jesus to them? So what is Jesus to the way international? Are they being doctrinally, are they a doctrinally sound organization that adheres to correct to the correct biblical view of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. You have to realize that all cults and all religions, they believe in Jesus. I think we can all agree with that. If you were to ask a seven-day Advent, a Mormon, a Jehovah Witness, even a Scientologist, they all believe in Jesus. However, what they believe about him that's where that turns, right? That's the part that's pivotal of where we need to understand if you were to talk to one, what do they actually believe? Seven-day Advents are probably the most slick where people think that they're Christians and born again because they're so close, but eh, they still miss it. And we're going to dive into all of these religions. I know Billy Crone has done um, tons of videos on this. so It's probably beating a dead horse, but I'm not going to pack it all into a 12-part series. We're just going to kind of give you the, the meat, the nuts and bolts, so to speak. So anyway, this week we're diving into a very small religion and cult, again, that was brought to my attention. I did not seek this information out. It was not part of my list. Um, and it's called The Way International. They have a little over 100,000 followers. And I would say that's very small in, in the grand scheme of false religions. And what I would like for you guys to do is as we progress in this false religion series, 
if you remember, this is episode 196, revert back to this because I'm not going to go into everything that we're diving into about Jesus tonight. I'm doing this very thoroughly, though, because of the person who asked because she's sharing this video. So I have to, you guys already probably know all this. So talk cookies and pizza and cats and dogs. That's great, right? But I need to go into who Jesus is because she's sharing this with some people who were in this cult. So I've been in prayer. I'm really hoping that the Lord really just speaks through me tonight and that maybe someone who was in this would actually understand who the real Jesus is. And the reason I say that is Satan, as we all know, is a master deceiver. He can deceive you into thinking whatever he wants. He is cunning. He is crafty at twisting what? The word of God. That's the bottom line. He is crafty at twisting the word of God. This series will shock some and will expose not just the red glaring cults, but those that many deem, well, they're biblical, Kim. When we start diving into this false religion series, right? I'm not just going to stick on the Seventh-day Advents and the Mormons, because I think we all, we kind of know those are false. But we're going to dive into Word of Faith, New Apostolic Reformation, the Charismatic Movement, the Pentecostal Movement, because they're all different. They're all different umbrellas. I should probably add the deliverance ministries on here too. So Satan masterfully deceived the woman, because remember her name was not Eve at that point, in the garden. This is pivotal though. He deceived her even when God was walking with them. That's the devil saying, I don't care. I'm still going to do it. So, and I always said this, I've, I've done it in a lot of RLEs. Clearly Eve was not startled at all by the serpent. She just had the conversation with him. Like she was just, you see, I'm a little hood. So I say compensate. I know that's not a word. Um, but she was just like, oh, hey, Sam, how you doing today? Mm, yeah. What you want to talk about today? No. Oh, okay, boo. Mm-hmm. What? No, not. See what I'm saying? She was like just a casual conversation with the serpent. Like, I'm like, what? How do we just miss that part? <laughs> Whole context. Like Eve. Hello, sweetie. Um, you're having a conversation with a thing <laughs> like an animal. That's not your husband. And then we have to talk about our husband who was hiding behind a bush, <laughs> like, oh, she's talking to that serpent. Well, I ain't going to jump in and say anything. <laughs> so anyway, little humor for this evening. But so he manipulated, he deceived the woman, even in the presence of God. So how much more do you think people are being deceived? Not that God's presence is not here. It absolutely is, right? That's the fulfillment of the Holy Spirit, the day of Pentecost. That's why it's so pivotal for us to understand that day. Everyone, well, not everyone, I should say charismatics focus on the, the speaking of tongues that day and this fire, it wasn't technical, the fire that came down, but they don't understand the premise of the day of Pentecost. That's Jesus fulfilling his promise when he left his 12 saying, you do A, B, C, and D on my behalf. And then on the day of Pentecost, 50 days from now, I go up, my spirit comes down, the triune God, right? God, so God, God in the flesh, Jesus, God in the flesh came down. 
once God in the flesh, Jesus went back up, who came back down? The Holy Spirit. Bing, bam, bada, boom. So literally, Jesus cannot be present right now on earth. So what did he do? He sent his Holy Spirit. It's just common biblical theology. I don't understand why people have to mess all this up. Okay, so to combat the fake, we must know the real. So I want to go through some facts about Jesus. So again, I know you guys probably know all of this, but if this is being shared to people in this cult, they need to understand who Jesus is because the way international, you're not teaching them who Jesus is at all. So we're going to go here to, we all know this one, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. A triune God is seen right here in this passage, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. It's also proof text that Jesus is God. So we all know, and that's why I'm leaving this on the the screen here. It says here in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Jehovah Witness, they take that and they twist it. And they said the word was a God. This is how cults and false religion twist the true word of God. He was not a God. All you have to do is simply add a letter. That's why I cannot stand the message Bible. I do not like the amplified Bible. And I cannot stand the passion translation. They are all from the pits of hell. Literally, if you have any of those in your house, I am telling you, throw them out. Get rid of them. Listen, I'm not a King James only. I'm not an NASB only. But those three, they're not even versions. They're a perverted, I don't even know what you want to call those things. The Passion Translation is so demonic. Like, only charismatics read from that. So I'm not going to lie. I would hope that you don't own one of those. I wouldn't even buy it to even investigate Um, I did mention on an RLE that's coming up in a couple of weeks that I probably will do an RLE or maybe even a podcast regarding the Passion Translation. It'll blow your head off on on this guy. Like, it's the worst I've ever seen. So anyway, that's how key words in the Bible. We have to know, if we don't know scripture, we cannot combat the falsehoods that we hear today. So Jesus was not created. And the introduction, that's why I started right from the beginning with that quote. In the book of John, John made it very clear to the reader that Jesus is the Son of God. He always was, and he always will be. From creation, all three were present and created all things. Can't get around that. That's what it is. The other thing is the light shines in the darkness. And what does that scripture verse say? And the darkness cannot comprehend it. Dark cannot comprehend light. It can't. As much as you think that you may be living in the light, if you don't understand the word of God, I don't know. I wish I had a sound effect right there, but it don't. So someone can give me a sound effect in the chat. Because. The darkness does not understand. You do not comprehend the light. That means you don't comprehend Jesus. You don't. 
the final prophet, and I know it doesn't say John the Baptist is a prophet. However, in the Old Testament, it says in another Elijah will come who they thought was Jesus, right? So that's why I classify John the Baptist when his technical ministry came, when Jesus came, I feel like that's when the the Old Testament scriptures were closed. And then the new canon of scripture, the New Testament, Matthew through Revelation was starting to be penned, if that makes sense, right? So John came as a witness to testify about Christ. John made it clear that he was not the light that Jesus was. And he said here in John 1, 11 through 13, he came to his own, who was his own, Israel, and those who were his own, Israel, did not receive him. So stop, pause. The reason now the church, the day of Pentecost came, was because Israel had rejected their Messiah. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Again, let's stop. We are not all children of God. We are not. He loves everyone. That's why he sent his son to die for the whole world. However, we are not all his children. We have to be adopted in. We are adopted in by putting our trust in the finished work only of what Jesus did on the cross. We don't put our faith in anything else but Jesus. If we do not trust in the sufficiency of, let me take this off the slide. If we do not trust in just the sufficiency of what Christ did on Calvary, you're not serving the right Jesus. If you're adding Calvary and Calvary and baptism, Calvary and signs and wonders and miracles, Calvary and deliverance, Calvary and no, it is Calvary. When Jesus said it is finished, he didn't mince his words. He didn't stutter. He wasn't in so much agony that he didn't know what he was saying. It is finished means I, me, Jesus, I have paid the penalty for Kim. I don't need deliverance. I don't need a demon expelled out of my flesh because that's just kind of creepy and weird anyway. Then I'm negating the fact what Christ. So wait a second, Lord, I need to be, I need to be released of my demon. But what you did on Calvary didn't cover this part. <laughs> that's basically what you're saying. That what you did on Calvary was not enough. That is heresy. Okay. Sorry to digress. That was letter of the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. So even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. That right there, folks, is the very first indication right there of what took place in John chapter three, right? So it says there, because we're only sitting here and still in chapter one, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man. One must be born again in order to inherit the kingdom of heaven. And then we see in verse 14 that God in the flesh came to earth. Also in John 1, 18, it is so important, very important. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten who is in the bosom of the father, he has explained him. 
Verse 18 confirms what we also read in other passages like Exodus 3, 6 and Exodus 33, verses 21 through 23. I want to say no one has seen God in the Old Testament. And I'm going to read that here. There were a couple encounters, so to speak. I hate using that word. Where even with Moses, and I'm going to read that God's glory passed by. They didn't have a glimpse of what God looked like. That glimpse came when who came to earth? Jesus. It was in that moment that we saw God. The moment Jesus ascended back into heaven, no one has seen God. Why? I don't know. Would that not be common sense? Because Jesus is in heaven. No one's been to heaven and no one's been to hell. That's facts. That's biblical facts. I know people don't like to hear that, but that's the Bible. Don't argue with me. I guess you're going to argue with God. So I want to go ahead and read this here. Now, um, with God, did I skip one? I thought I had a slide on this, but I guess I did not. Let me just scroll through real quick here, guys. Yeah, I thought I had a slide, but I don't. So I'm just going to go ahead and um, read it. I apologize. I kind of like to put scripture up. But anyway, this is from Exodus 33, 21 through 23. It says, then the Lord said, behold, there is a place by me and you shall stand there on the rock and it will come about while my glory is passing by that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and cover you with my hand. He has a partial view until I've passed by. Then I will take my hand away and you shall see my back. So all he saw was his back hind. But my face shall not be seen. So many charismatics use this passage to say, we can see God's glory. We can see God's face. However, most of that glory was not even seen by Moses. First Timothy chapter six, verses 15 through 16. It is the only proof text we need through Christ and Christ alone. Were there not today, were they then able to see God during the time that Jesus walked on the earth? You, you can't change that at all. Now I'm going to get into God in the flesh. This is really, really important. Again, for anyone who is sharing this with anyone in the way international, if I haven't made my point to you already, please stick with me. I really hope this solidifies whatever you're in as a false religion. It's a cult. So I have them kind of mixed and matched. I, there's Exodus right there in the middle. So John eight fifty eight. before Abraham was born, I am. That was correlating with Exodus 3.14. God said to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. We also have John 10.30. Jesus said that he and the father are one. And in John chapter 20, verse 28, he never corrected Thomas. When Thomas recognized that he was the son of God, he never said, no, Thomas, you're wrong. Sorry, he never corrected Thomas. Titus 2.13 is our, our, our favorite passage, right? Looking for our blessed hope, our Lord and Savior. Second Peter 1.1, 1, 1, 
Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Christ Jesus to those. uh, Yeah, I have it up there. Okay. To those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hosea 13, 4 tells us, but I, now this is, guys, if, if there's one verse that you can memorize along with 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, jot this one down because it literally prophesies a savior to come. But I am the Lord, your God from the land of Egypt. You know, you know, no God, but me. Here's the, the thing. And besides me, there is no savior. You know why that's pivotal right there? Besides me, there is no savior. God in the flesh came down, died on Calvary. He is our savior. Christ has to be God or the death that he did was in vain. And he truly did not save any of us. Hosea 13, four, memorize it, jot it down. Besides me, there is no savior. So the bottom line to anyone involved in this way international, Jesus is God who came to take away the sins of the world. He is coming again to restore Israel and to keep his promise from long ago. So remember this, a false prophet and his sidekick, or I should say a false Messiah and his sidekick. I twisted that up. So a false Messiah and his sidekick, the false prophet are going to enter the scene after the true church is raptured, it is in your best interest to understand the true Christ today before you are deceived by the false prophet and antichrist tomorrow. Not date setting. I'm saying that hypothetically. I hope you all understand that because <laughs> I'm not a date setter. <laughs> all right. So now let's dive in to the way and their beliefs. So I want to read some stuff here from them, and I need you to see their cunning way of describing who Jesus is. So we're going to dig deeper, and let's go to their next slide here. This is their founder. He does not believe in the Trinity or that Jesus is the Son of God. We will get more into... Um, I totally drew a blank on his name. Let me scroll down here. Um, Victor Paul... We're Willy. I don't know. It's it's just spell it W-I-E-R-W-I-L-L-E. Where will? Where will? I don't know. Um okay, so that's their founder. Let me go ahead and slide back up. Here are some notes now since I found Mr. Victor's name. Okay. So what are their beliefs? So this slide here says this is from This is Jesus to the way international. We believe in one God, the creator of the heavens and earth. Notice they didn't say a triune God, right? One God in Jesus Christ, God's only begotten son. Now you're reading that one would say, well, Kim, what's wrong with that? That's right. Our Lord and savior of which they did not capitalize on their site. That's not a typo whom God raised from the dead. And we believe in the workings of the Holy Spirit. This same language that we see here, his only begotten son, we know it clearly states that in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes, da, 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 right? 
but one must dig deeper into what is the sun, that quote, right? What is the sun? Is, is it God's son? Was, was he created by God? Who is he? So case in point right here, LDS church, that's what they want to go by now, not Mormons, but let's just call them what they are, Mormons. It says here, this is their quote, Jesus was the only person to be born of a mortal mother. Mary, an immortal father, God the Father. That is why Jesus is called the only begotten son of God. From his father, see, right now, because it sounds right, dig deeper. From his father, he inherited, inherited divine powers. And they actually even give scripture there. That's not me. That's them. See John chapter 10, verse 17 through 18. From his mother, he inherited mortality and became subject to hunger, thirst, fatigue, pain, and death. So this is why I posted the first one, so we can get to this second point here. The only begotten does not mean that they believe that that is the Son of God, God in the flesh. Let me get to my next uh, group of slides here, and I'll add this one to the stage. So... This is what they said. We believe this is the way I'm I'm done with LDS. This is now back to the way we believe the Virgin Mary conceived Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit. Again, first line. Yeah, that's biblical. That God was in Christ. So kind of like was a God. That God was in Christ and that Jesus Christ is the mediator between God and men and is the man Christ Jesus. Here are a couple of books that Mr. That's how you spell his name. I knew I had it somewhere. Wire Willie. Wire Willie. Victor. Let's just call him Victor. Jesus Christ is not God. And then Jesus Christ, our promised seed. And I'm going to get to why he titled that book the way that he did. So, so far I've seen one question from just Vicki. Um, I don't know, Carly, if you've seen anything else, if you just want to give me. Okay, perfect. Um, thank you so much. Wow. You were on the ball. Pew, pew. Um, hold on. I got something for you, Carly. There is your cookie. And also, um, I don't know if my precious stepson, <laughs> uh, it, D, we'll just call him D, uh, if D is around, but I, I'll give him a great big hello. And uh, so, um, hello, my little munchkin. Saw the video of you. I sure did. I'm telling you, one day I'm going to fly there. I'm going to surprise both of y'all. Mm-hmm. Give you both a great big hug. All right. I digress. <clears throat> so anyway, so right now, Vicki, I, I saw yours. I uh, just starred that one. Um, so I'll definitely get to that. I didn't want you to think I was ignoring you. Okay. So let me scroll where I was. All right. So one who adopts the only believe and you're good. I, I Listen. 100%, I believe, is through faith alone. 
without question, it's through faith alone. However, if well, let's reflect on some stories even in the New Testament, right? The one that always comes to my mind is Simon, the one who was following Paul, right? Excuse me. The word of God said that he believed. Well, what did he believe in? When he couldn't get the power that Paul had, and I'm going to say something else besides that. Um, so hi, Diesel. Um, when Simon couldn't get the power that Paul had, well, he didn't believe in Jesus. He was believing in the power that Paul had. And and let me just say this. I'm going to digress here for a moment. That is where charismatics, new apostolic, those who believe in sign wonders and miracles don't understand the Bible. That's why we call it apostolic power, because throughout the Bible, throughout the passages, you can see after first Corinthians, those signs and wonders and miracles kind of went away from second Corinthians to revelation. They, they dwindled, right? Every single time that we heard about signs, wonders, and miracles, an apostle was present or an apostle was able and just for a very select few that we read about was able to give that power to somebody else in the presence of that apostle. So for instance, hypothetical, let's just say I was living back in, I don't know, 65 AD and I'm chilling with Paul, right? I think Paul and I would have gotten along with Peter and I would have gotten along a lot better because we're both a little mouthy. So I think Peter and I, when we're in heaven, Carly, listen, girl, me, you and Peter, we're just going to have all three of us just going to be sitting around having a moment. So anyway, so Peter and I are hanging out and we're talking and he gives me this apostolic power for that moment that I needed it. Okay. But Peter was present. The apostles were always present when signs, miracles, and wonders took place. So anyway, I had to digress there for a moment. Because that's what not that's what not properly dividing the word of God. It's called hermeneutics. I have it on my website. The five W's and the one H. Who, what, where, when, why, and how. If you ask those six questions, you'll never go wrong in reading the Bible. You won't. So, okay, if you want to know what they are, head to the website. I'm going to grab a tissue. I love the, I love the fan. I need it because of my face and the lighting. And now when I have glasses on, my rosacea gets kind of hot. But anyway, so um, I think I lost my place here, guys. I sure did. So, oh yeah, here we are. Um, this is where it gets sick. So I was putting slides up, wasn't I? Yep, that's what I was doing. Yeah, I I agree, Trace. She sure is. And that's what happens when you're demonic, right? And I'm not saying that the Bible calls her that. So, um, but when people are so riddled in the demonic, the demons are sooner or later going to come out. She She's very scary. I, I agree. Um, extremely scary. Um, absolutely. Hello, Mary Jo. I seen that you just came in. Okay, so let's continue on here to this slide. So what Jesus died for them. Again, these are quotes from them. I'm not making any of this up and I'll have all the links. I know I did not put them in the show notes yet, but they will be updated uh, at the end of this because there were a lot of links that I didn't use, but you guys can go and refer back if you'd like. We believe that Jesus Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Stop, pause, true. This part as a representative and a substitution for us. 
Now, Jesus was not a representative for us. He was solely just a substitution. He died in our place. And that all who confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in their heart that God raised him from the dead are justified and made righteous, born again by the Spirit of God, receiving eternal life on the grounds of his eternal redemption and thereby are sons of God. Okay, so this is where it gets really bad. (laughs) The way believes that Jesus is the Son of God, however, not God in the flesh. They say Jesus is not omniscient, omnipotent, nor omnipresent. Jesus did not exist before his birth except in the foreknowledge of God. Now, this part, if you have kids in the room, uh, Carly, I guess we don't want Diesel to hear this part. So just make sure you mute real quick. God created the sperm and inserted that sperm into Mary. This is what they believe. God is now the father of Jesus. The way dates the birth of Jesus on September 11th, 3 B.C. And this is actually a quote again from them. In one God, the creator of the heavens and earth and in the divine conception of Jesus by God and that he is the son of God, not God, the son. You see the play on words there? And then they continue to butcher who God is. In the receiving of the fullness of the Holy Spirit, God's power from on high, that's not the same Holy Spirit that we read about in the Bible. And I explained it before, right? When Jesus ascended, his spirit came down. The spirit, the Holy Spirit came down. Jesus was not walking with us on planet Earth anymore. Therefore, what took place? So again, let me do the the triune. Just think of a triangle. God is sitting there at the top. He comes down. God in the flesh is now Jesus. Jesus then is crucified, rises from the dead. He now ascends back into heaven. That last corner piece of the triune God is the Holy Spirit. He now comes down to earth. Remember, it's a lot different than it was in the Old Testament days. When the Holy Spirit would poof be here, poof be gone. David said, remember, do not take thy Holy Spirit from me. The workings after the day of Pentecost, so on the day of Pentecost until current day, the Holy Spirit, yes, do you get power from the Holy Spirit? You can, sure, right? But it's Jesus literally hovering on earth. I hope that makes sense, but in spirit. That's what that means. Okay, so let me start from the beginning. In the receiving of the fullness of the Holy Spirit, which may be evidenced by all born-again believers, this is what I don't like. They're telling, they're, they're adding works here. So if you don't, if, if, if the evidence of the nine manifestations of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits, which clearly they don't have that gift, faith, which they put in parentheses, is believing miracles and healing, then clearly what are they saying? That's a works-based religion. So if, if you don't evidence, let's just say none of us had, well, speaking in tongues is gone and so is prophecy. That's, that's clear in the Bible. I'm not even going to debate that, right? So word of knowledge, that is us reading the Bible. Okay, prophecy is technically someone coming up, right? You have foretelling, which is what they did in the Old Testament. And then you have forth 
telling, which means you have a pastor coming on the pulpit and they're forth telling, they're opening the word of God and they're telling you the gospel. Understand? So words of knowledge, same, it's under that same umbrella. Words of wisdom, let me just use Carly as an example. She has talked me down off of a ledge many times. Words of wisdom. I don't always have words of wisdom because I speak through my flesh sometimes before I allow the spirit to speak. Um, discerning of spirits. I definitely have that gift. 100% discernment is, it's always been that way. Um, and then faith, faith, at least I got that part right. It was believing. Miracles and healing. Miracles and healing, it's, if only God wants to. Case in point, I'll make two cases here about this. In the Bible, it is clear. I'm using the Bible, not Kim. What did Paul, I would like for you guys to maybe comment in the chat, and I'll wait a minute. What did Paul tell Timothy when Timothy had stomach issues? What did he tell, what, what did Paul tell Timothy? Did he give him instructions on something? What, what did he tell um what did he tell Timothy? Uh, I'll wait. And on that note, I will drink my coffee. Yep. Did Timothy say, um, hey, Paul, yo, bro, I need you to come over here and practice some apostolic healing on me? No, he didn't. The other thing that we have to remember is there's a passage in the Bible. I don't remember where. Stink at that. Um, when someone was close to Paul and they died and he was grieving. And at this point, did Paul say, well, I'm just going to go and use my apostleship and I am going to raise him from the dead? No. And that was after... First Corinthians, because that's when the gifts began to cease. They didn't need it anymore because the canon of Scripture was, when I say canon, I'm talking New Testament from Matthew to Revelation. The canon of Scripture was coming to a close, right? The manuscripts, once that was closed, there was no need for what the apostles were doing. Anyway, hello, Vin. So good to see you, my brother. It has been a while. So glad you can join this evening. Thank you so much for popping in. Okay, so anyway, I know I totally digressed there, but I felt in my spirit that I needed to, so I did. And not just right now, but before when I was kind of going through this, um, making sure it all flowed with the PowerPoint. And I knew that I was not going to just not not say it. So anyway, discerning of spirits, faith, miracles, and healing. So they're saying that the evidence of you being saved is by the nine manifestations of the Holy Spirit. That is adding works to the finished work of the cross. So let me ask you all something. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs down would be, that's not what took place. The thumbs up would be, that's what took place. Jesus was on the cross. When he said, it is finished, did Jesus say, and they have to make sure that they have evidence of the Holy Spirit that's going to fall down 50 days after my ascension. I don't think he did. <laughs> Not at all. He said, it is finished. And then when he said, into your hands, I commit my spirit, right? 
He didn't give instructions on the cross that, hey, by the way, this isn't going to be sufficient in 2024. My, my blood is not sufficient. My sacrifice is not sufficient. Now what's sufficient is you have to make sure that you manifest the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit or really you're not saved. So I guess I'm not saved, y'all, if I could be honest. I only have one of the nine. I have a I, I can discern the spirits. And anyway, fruits of the spirit are different than the other things. Um, so anyway, there we go on that. Cultural issues. I thought that this was really weird. So on cultural issues, the only reason I went there was because it caught my eye. They do not think that abortion is murder. They said the fetus does not have life until it is born. Like that, even if they were, which they are. But even if they're under an umbrella of a real church, I've never heard any evangelical church ever say that abortion is not murder. And then I found this comical because they allow their leaders to have a two drink minimum. At least they're putting it out there in the open where Catholicism, they hide that all their priests and popes and bishops and whoever else is in the church are drunks while they're touching little boys. Um I digress there. Sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, so to understand who they are today, we need to go back to their founder, as I said before, that Victor Paul, sure, his last name, W. It is very clear and dangerous that this false religion must be avoided. If you're listening to this because someone shared it, avoid it, leave it. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Let them shun you. Let them disown you. Standing before God is a lot more important than the opinion of man. Okay, a lot of people don't like me. I have to have thick skin. I'm okay with that. I don't stand before people who don't like me. I stand before my Holy Father, who's going to judge my works that I did for the kingdom. What was my true heart's intent doing that? Is it for clicks and likes and followers? And I know people donate, so don't take this the wrong way. And donations, absolutely not. God leads us to speak truth. That's what I'm here for. That's what God uses my big old mouth for, is to speak truth. And I'm going to continue to do that until I die or fly. Um, oh, my gosh, it's so funny. I have to start that observer. I'll read that in a, in a minute because that was funny. Okay, so anyway, we have to look at who this Victor Paul got his theology from, and I use that term extremely loosely. So remember his books, everything that I have here today will be in the revised description box. I don't think it's there right now. Okay. So anyway, this, I want to read, I thought I had it on the slide, but I don't, I'm sorry. This is um, from Britannica. So his very first person um, and you can go on his website. He doesn't hide this. That's what I'm saying. Like it's on the website regarding the founder on who he esteemed to help him on his journey. And what he really says, and I might have the quote further down, but these are the people who helped him understand the Bible. No, you just read the Bible. You don't, I mean, okay. So we do need pastors to teach us. I get that. But we also have to take responsibility. Remember, it says be doers, not just hearers of the word. We need to be doers. Doers mean we're not just holding it. We're not, I'm doing the Bible today. Got it in my hand. No, doers mean you actually open it up and study. And the Bible's clear to rightly 
divide, if we're told to rightly divide, that means there's people wrongly dividing the word of God. Okay, so this first gentleman I'm going to talk about, let me pull up my slides and get me off the camera here. This is the team. There's going to be six people I think I'm going to show. The first one is Phineas Parkhurst Quimby. I have to admit, what a name. But he's an American mentalist. So for those, I don't know if you remember the show, The Mentalist, but a mentalist is somebody who, where they act like they have psychic ability, but they really don't. They just know how to read the crowd. Um, kind of like a, um, uh, what was that show? Uh, um, something Minds, Criminal Minds, where they can, the FBI, they can kind of read you on stuff like that. So that that's basically what Phineas was. But he was also New Thought. So New Thought, in case you don't know, remember that's New Age. And that's a, a buzz term that we hear in, in all of this charismatic stuff today, right? A new revelation, give me impartation. I had a new word, a new this, a new that. Everything is new. Why? Because the devil can't think of anything new. So he's just regurgitating Gnosticism, what he did in the garden in the beginning. So anyway, again, this is Mr. Weirrills. <laughs> um, this is who he went to to get his theology. So Phineas Parkhurst Quimby. So Phineas, he was born in 1802, and he's a um, a mental healing. He's generally regarded as the founder of new thought movement and a religious metaphysical healing cult. And I'm not going to go into any more of that. I think that would be enough on him. The one in the middle is E.W. Kenyon or Essek William. That's what the E.W. stands for. And his title was a pastor. I got to give him the title that he had. And he, guess what he is, y'all? What? He is known as the father or grandfather of the Word of Faith movement. What? And he's also part of the New Thought proponent. Even though his website states factual facts about Jesus, he has many red flags. So if you go to E.W. Kenyon, just like if you go to Kenneth Copeland's website, they're going to tell you facts. In that group that I was in on Facebook and quickly got out two days later, they tell you facts. So they tell you that. That's not really what they believe. They don't believe in the real Jesus. They believe in an experiential, a fake Jesus, a satanic Jesus. There's a big difference in that. So then the other one that we're going to see here is, who do I have? I have Rednall, Ren, Renhold Newber, and he was an American theologian. So you know what's fascinating? I'm going to read you guys something. And you tell me where you've heard this before. This is what he came up with. God grant me the serenity to accept the things. I'm reading slow because I'm waiting for comments. I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. I'm sure some of us have heard that. Where have we heard that? God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Uh, Bill W. 
Um, who's Bill W? Why does that sound so familiar? I think I think I know who you're talking about. Yes, the Serenity Prayer. Well, that's who he. Um, this is wow. Okay, and and it gets worse. So, <laughs> uh, I'm going to put that up because that is facts right there. Absolutely. Eleanor Brown, Bill Wilson, founder of AA. Um, it actually, well, Bill stole it from Renhold Newber because that came from him. And actually, it's Richard and Renhold Neil. I don't know if I'm saying their last names right. Like, I, I don't know, guys. You know me. I'm not the the most chocolatey-ish chippies cookies. I mean, I'm I just speak me. So Niber, I don't know. I guess I need to be hooked on phonics because <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay. So anyway, those are those three. Let's get to the other three, shall we? Cause it gets even better. So here we have Carl Barth. That's really tough for me to say as a New Yorker, cause I really want to say it called off. <laughs> so that's how I want to say it. And I just snorted. So call call off. That's how we would say it in New York. His name is called off. Um, he's a universalist. And he taught that people should hope for salvation of all, even those who reject God. Again, this is where the founder of the Way International got his theology from. He also believed that the Bible becomes the word of God only when the Holy Spirit illuminates it to the heart. That is, the Bible is not the word of God in itself, and it need not be inherent at all, he says. What? No. Okay, so then the next person that we have is this Paul Tillich. He's a German-American philosopher. And Paul rejected the personal God, but he did not deny the reality of God. Again, I want to repeat it. This is what the founder of The Way International it's on the website. I'm not making any of this up. And there were many names that I didn't even go down because we would have been here for five hours. There's a lot more people that are even worse than what I pulled out. And what? Okay. No. So the final guy that I have up here, this E.W. Bollinger, he's a clergyman. He believes in Gematra, which is kind of like, um, and it's not proven, but it's kind of like a form of Kabbalah. I don't know how else to say that, but that's really what it is. Astrology, numbers, and more. And the other person I did not put up there, his name is Rufus Mosley. He's a Christian mystic from the, uh, yeah, Christian mystic. But anyway, so he believes in a lot of crazy, crazy people. And I have to make sure I'm clicking the right mouse. So after seeing who influenced the founder of the way, one can only think, are they referring to the Jesus that I mentioned an hour and nine minutes ago? Absolutely not. But if you read their biblical statements, it'll look like, oh, well, that's the only begotten. Of course they do. We always have to dig deeper when people say their statements of faith. Like I don't even read statements of faith anymore because a lot of them just pin they regurgitate just what they think people want to hear until you walk through the doors. Then you'll know the truth of what you're hearing. But again, don't be hearers of the word. We need to be doers, no matter who it is, whether it be me or your favorite pastor. 
I've got two favorite pastors, right? I've got my church here that I physically go to, um, that I'm making sure that I'm properly exegeting what he says, right? I'm being a Berean. And then the other pastor I watch online. Absolutely. Do it for me. Do it for anyone that you listen to. Open the Bible and see what they say is true. Okay. So again, you can click the link once I revise this. Go to the description box. You can see everybody else that influenced the founder of The Way International. It is mind-boggling. So it, it, the list was so voluminous that when I, would, I was just like, oh, like, oh, my, oh, 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 yeah. I mean, you just had to see my face. I'm all like, what the heck? And I just, I couldn't type fast enough. I was, my jaw was on the ground. It was insane. And I didn't want to bore you with all of that, right? Because I don't want to keep telling you about people that are dead who were born in 1802, right? We need to kind of be current and what's happening currently in our day and to do it that way. Um, so anyway, that is that part. And I think, um, wow, this is crazy, guys. Guess what? I'm done. <laughs> but I do want to read um, a quote that was given to me by someone who was involved in the way. And I want to read it word for word, what she sent me in an email. So I'm going to put it up on the screen and we can read this together. They charge a hefty price for their classes taught on tape by the leader himself, victory, victory, Victor W. They only use the King James and they wanted to prove that all of the Bibles were wrong. Mostly they push that you speak in tongues, a direct hotline to God. Every class they would ask students, well, did you speak in tongue yet? tongues yet? By graduation, you were expected to talk because according to them, everyone had done it. Everyone. At the graduation class, everyone was told to, hold on, because my camera's in the way. Stand up and speak in tongues. Again, the pressure was so great that Don, and she put in parens, boyfriend, and I stood up and started babbling when we were told to do so. All fake out of fear, too. Later, I told the leader guy that I was just babbling. He said, it's okay. Just start practicing the sounds while looking in a mirror. I admit I would practice babbling and forming sounds as suggested, but I never felt anything but useless fake babble and confusion. I wanted to be able to talk in tongues because they, husband and wife team, said something like, quote, everyone will talk in the spirit if they are a child of God. That is a way to get someone out of being a child of God if they truly were saved, because now you're putting a condition again on the finished work of Calvary. I cannot emphasize that enough tonight. What Jesus did was enough. It was a, it was a total form of brainwashing because so many of the students just fell in line and spoke their tongues. The tongues, the tongue speakers would um, interpret their own made up language during prayer circle two. continuing to quote from this person. So basically, after I was going crazy, I'm just going to move my mic and I'll fix it before I get back on. So give me two seconds here, guys. All right. So this says, oh. So basically, after thinking I was going crazy, I snapped, snapped out of it because I was already saved by Jesus prior to meeting these people at my workplace. 
I found out later that my mother was praying like crazy for me because she felt something was not right with this group. When I decided I did not want to take the second phase of the class, Power for Abundance 2, they totally snubbed me and were so mean to me at work. It was not a good time for me, that's for sure. Kim, it feels good to remember this crazy time for some reason that I'm not quite sure about. I was lucky to get out quickly because they sucked so many people in and took their money, time, and sanity too. They seek the vulnerable, just like every cult leader does, just like the Bible says, our enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking, looking for someone to devour. So let me fix all this because I had to move it and change it and all that good stuff. You guys get to see a glimpse of my kitchen there. Skadoot that right there. Okay. So that is a personal testimony of someone who was involved in this cult. And um, guys, I know it was a short night tonight. I'm going to have something starred. I really haven't been looking, though, through the chat. Um, so again, the last question I or it wasn't really a question, but the last thing of um, that I starred was from Observer 777. Um, but let's go to question number one. Just Vicky. I was under the impression that John saw the Lord in Revelation chapter one. Is that not correct? So let's go there and see what the Bible says. So let me open up my logos. But on that question, he was still an apostle. It, it was still the, the apostolic gifts were still working but not to the degree of what people think we have today. Okay, Revelation. Let me get this all situated here, guys. Let me bring that up. Um, okay, let's share this screen. Isn't that funny? Remember the night with Mike? I couldn't I couldn't get this logos to work. The devil did not want Mike and I to have that discussion on Wednesday. Every technology that you can think of did not work that night. And now all of a sudden here, bing, bam, bada, boom, it's working. So, all right, let's remove this. Okay, so again, uh, John is still, he's an apostle. So if there was a vision or if he saw Christ or if he had a word from the Lord, that apostolic gift was still there. So the canon of scripture was closed. The canon was closed in 100 AD. If you want to be technical, that's when it was closed. That's when the last apostle died. The manuscripts, though, were written, I do believe, in second century, and I can be wrong on that. Um, and that's the, uh, that's really, I mean, again, the canon is Matthew through Revelation, but that's how they get there. So there's two dates, right? either 100 AD or when the manuscripts were finished. Oh, I'm touching the wrong mouse here. All right, so Revelation chapter 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his bond servant, uh, to show his bond servants, sorry, plural, the things which must soon take place, he sent and communicated it by his angel to his bond servant, John. So, Right off the bat, John is hearing this message from an angel. He sent and communicated the message to his angel, 
and to his bondservant, John, who's communicating the, the message, Jesus, right? Okay, so now let's go scroll down. Okay, who testified to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. So he's clarifying there that he's an apostle, right? He saw Jesus. He's uh, he's testifying to the testimony. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it for the time is near. John to the seven churches of Asia that are in, I'm sorry, that are in Asia. Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who was to come and from the seven spirits, which it describes the seven spirits later on, which probably is 100% the manifold witness of the Holy Spirit who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of the Kings of the earth to him who loves us and released us from our sins by his blood. Wait, wait, hold on. That debunks deliverance. To him who loves us and released us from our sins by his blood. I'm, I must have missed the passage. Wait, we're reading that wrong. To him who loves us and released us from our bondage by the demon slayers. My bad. Let's read it. And he has made us to be a kingdom priest to his God and father. And whoops, went too fast. And to his God and father, to him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him and all the tribes of the earth will mourn over him. So it is to be amen. I am the alpha and the omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the almighty. I, John, your brother and fellow partaker in the tribulation and kingdom and perseverance, which are in Jesus, was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. So he was taken away after he was already boiled in oil um, to this deserted island. It's not like Bali. Believe me, Patmos is not like that. Do your research because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. I was in the spirit, notice it's capital S, on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice like the sound of a trumpet saying, write in a book what you see and send it to the seven churches. So, In the spirit, I heard behind me a loud voice. So it's not a physical appearance of Christ. It's his voice. Write in a book, because there's still prophecy, right? This is a prophetic book. Write in a book what you see and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus and to Smyrna, to Pergamum, to Thyatira and to Sardis, and to Philadelphia and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking with me. And having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the middle of the lampstands, I saw one like the son of man. Here you go. That answers your question, Vicki. Son of man clothed in a robe, reaching to the feet and girded across his chest with a golden golden sash. His head and his hair were white like wool, like snow, and his eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze when it had been made to glow in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of many waters. In his right hand, he held the seven stars. And out of his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in its strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man. And he placed his right hand on me, saying, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last, the living one. I was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death in Hades. Therefore, write the things which you have seen, and the things which are, and the things which will take place after these things. 
As for the mystery of the seven stars, which you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. So to answer your question, I know I wanted to keep that all in context, but it, he had to see, it had to be in that progression to prove a point, right? So he did see Jesus, but it wasn't for, I don't want to say it was for the purpose of the prophetic book here of Revelation. Why? Because now he's going to pen down what he is hearing, right? And he, to me, it was just a beautiful description. I'm taking the wrong mouse here again of Christ. So uh, hopefully that answers your question. He did. Um, isn't seeing in a vision still seeing? Yeah, he saw him. He described him. Absolutely. So I guess you're referring to that no one has seen God, right? I guess that would be a contradiction. I'm assuming that's why you're asking, right, hon? Because it's, I we just said no one has seen God. But again, John had already seen God. I mean, they also saw him, right? Transfiguration. So it it was a voice, and then because he had a pen down, a very important prophetical book, then at that point, he saw Jesus, right? And he was taken to the throne room. So John saw things that um, no other apostle had ever seen. I mean, Paul saw, but he just didn't write it down. He was forbidden to write it down. Now, the, the, the revelation, that book in itself, Vicky is telling you, it's the revealing of Jesus Christ. It's not the apocalypse being revealed. It's Jesus Christ being revealed. So you have to put that in there. So I hope that makes sense. If not, I'll start another question from you there, babe. Ain't got no problem with that. All right. So observer, this was, oh, I unstarred you observer. No, I hate when I do that. Um, Cause that was really funny. Um, Give me a second and I will find what I need. He said something funny with the, with the, with the drinking. Okay. So there's Vicky's. Um, we've got a few minutes. Uh, my back hurts. So I'm doing this new workout routine and um, it's, uh, I'm a little sore today. My back, my arms, my quads. It's just a a sore day. I just want to stretch it out, but I can't because I'm here on this podcast. Um, Observer, where is your comment? Here it is. So he said, two drink minimum. Is Rodney Howard Brown the Holy Ghost bartender serving them during their holy happy hour? I could not. That was the funniest comment Um, so I have something for you, Observer. All right, so I'm looking on Rumble. I do not see anything on Rumble either. Um, so let's see. Vicky, hopefully, did I answer your question? I hope so. Um... But anyway, so that's the whole point of John, the the revealing, right? He had, it's the revelation of Jesus, kind of like um, God's grand finale. 
Uh, you think that Jeff Kinley would pay me by now? No, I'm teasing. Um, this is that's why I love this book. If you haven't gotten it again, I I don't push anyone's book. I really don't, as you can see. But this is this is the whole thing. It's revealing God through the entire book of Revelation. So it's such a blessing to read it. Um, and actually, let me let me see how Jeff words it, right? Because he's 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 a pastor. So let's let's see what a pastor says. Um, you guys know I, I do get uncomfortable um, with that. So maybe I should have left these on. I don't know what to do sometimes. Let's just leave those off. Now, now, now I can't put them back on. All right. Um, so let's see what Mr. Kinley has to say. And... Okay, it is here in Revelation that John is given a vision of the second member of the Godhead, Jesus Christ. And as we will discover in our journey through the book, he is the main character and central theme throughout. Later in Revelation 19.10, an angel proclaims the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So who is this Revelation Jesus? So he kind of goes in, Jesus is reliable. That's when he talks about being the faithful witness. So he talks about that for a little bit. Um, then what else? Um, I'm trying to see what else he says. Oh, it's my arm hurts. Okay. Um, ooh. John's vision of Christ did not result in a literary contract or a movie deal, but rather a book of inspired scripture in his vision. He hears behind him a voice like the sound of a trumpet. The voice issued a simple mandate. Write a book, what you see, and send it to the seven churches. John will hear this command to write a total of 12 times in Revelation. And the book he will write is Revelation itself. However, John is completely unprepared for what happens next. Now, fully immersed in the vision, he discovers the voice to be that of Jesus Christ himself. He sees Christ standing in the middle of seven golden lampstands, a symbolic representation of, whoop, here we go, of the seven churches that would receive this book, verse 20, because remember, that's who it was going to. Since Hence, that's another, uh, for those who say, well, don't use the canon of scripture. Canon is not mentioned in the Bible. That's another solidification about the canon of scripture, right? That's who the revelation was going to, was the seven churches. They would receive the book. What book? The manuscript of Revelation. Since seven is in the number of completeness, the seven lampstands are interpreted by many Bible scholars. Okay. What stuns John is that, Jesus, that the Jesus he sees here is an unfamiliar one, even to him. You may recall that John had heard the voice of Christ before. He had also seen and touched him during the earthly ministry. First John 1, 1, we read that in the beginning. He had even spent 40 days with Christ while he was in his post-resurrection body. However, he had never yet seen the glorified Christ. This Jesus was no longer speak. I love this part, guys. This Jesus was no longer speaking in parables, healing the sick and passing our bread and fish to the multitudes. Passing out. 
His work the father had sent him to accomplish had long been completed. And then he referenced other scripture verses, John 4, 34, 6, 38 through 39. His days as the suffering savior were over. He is now the exalted one enthroned above, glorified and prepared to pour out unimaginable wrath on humanity and planet earth. And then in obedience to the command in Revelation 1.11, John picks up his quill and with no doubt a trembling hand begins to write what he sees. Here then is a portrait of the revelation Christ he paints for us. So that's basically, again, that's why I love this book. Breaks it all down um, beautifully. So anyway, hopefully that helps everyone there. Um, I don't see any other questions, but I'm not looking because I was reading a book. So anyway, if no one has anything else to say, um, let's see. Oh, thanks Carly for posting the link for the shampoo. I appreciate that. Um, again, if anyone has a Sam's, you can, um, pick it up there. They're really big and they last forever. So they're a little pricey, but again, they last forever. So I shouldn't say forever because I just had to buy one again. Um, and I have pretty long hair, so it, I mean, it still lasts a long time for me. Um, guys, as always, you've been a pleasure. I don't see anyone on rumble asking any questions. So I'm going to close out of my laptop here. Um, yes. So I do the shampoo and conditioner with it. And just so you know, little trick that I've always used my entire life for all you ladies, um, I, I've never really colored my hair either. So, I mean, I'm embracing my gray. I think it's, I don't know. It really doesn't bother me right now. But uh, the only time I really colored my hair is when I had a pixie cut and I had like little strands going through it. But um, what I do, and it, it's always worked, and I think my hair is very healthy. And I want to keep it as long as I can. I mean, I'll be 52 this year. So I want to make sure that I keep my length and the thickness and the healthy. But so I shampoo. And then uh, from the time I rinse out my shampoo, I put conditioner in. And for the entire duration of my shower, that conditioner stays in my hair. And then I rinse that out while I'm washing my face with my rosacea stuff. So that's literally um, what I I use. Yes, um, absolutely. Edie, this is the best book I have ever read. I, I wept. I, cry. I could not put this thing down. I mean that seriously. And I've read some books, but this thing, it, it came to me from work. It would go to, at night. You know why? Because it was a revealing of Christ. Jeff Kinley wrote this book in such a beautiful, beautiful way um, and just dissected Revelation in the way that it needs to be, right? God's grand finale. It's not to scare us. Revelation should excite us. And we should embrace the fact that our Savior is um coming to judge a sin sick lawless world um yes Cheryl so it was a very good book I'm glad you enjoyed it um I did as well for sure I, I thought it was phenomenal but anyway so that's what I do I leave the conditioner in my hair no matter what it is I use it I just leave it in there for the duration of my shower but thank you guys for the compliments tonight you make me feel really pretty because one of the compliments I mean one of the comments I got on YouTube don't know who they are. Don't care who they are. Um, they were extremely rude, but you know, I'm not, I wasn't mean back, but whatever. So on, um, let me actually, I'll, I'll read it to you guys. Cause 
they were full of love. Um, so they had said, um, it was, so, you know, and just imagine this is a public, what they put, you guys have no idea what I received through email. It's the funniest thing ever. Um, and it was on the Catherine Crick. It was just this recent, um, RLE. So anyway, this guy says, or girl, I don't know what it is. Um, so it says, they say here, clear teaching in the Bible states for us to keep the commandments of God, all 10. Churches stopped teaching this long ago, and we see the result. Many of you reading this comment, so he's talking to you guys apparently too, um, will argue against keeping the Ten Commandments, which only proves the level of indoctrination of lawlessness that Jesus warned about. Anyway, so he's claiming that we can be sinless. He said that. So I responded, you, with capital letters, can do the thing God says we can't do? Okay, because remember, even God said, if you break one, you've broken them all, and Jesus came to fulfill. So I said, carry on with your self-righteousness. You are one of those who will be bound forever. I am free in Christ. He came to fulfill the law. Enjoy your life of bondage. He responds back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. These people make me laugh. So this person responds back again. I don't know, male, female. So you're saying that your man is free free to commit adultery against you. Oh, wait, you don't have a man. My bad. And then he just he takes out of context, Hosea 4, 6. You will be destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have disregarded God's law. He will disregard you. You are practicing lawlessness. So my sweet response, is, I'm just, I'm sweet. You're so very angry. Aren't you sinning right now? Jesus said, if you hate your brother, you've committed murder in your heart. Comment on another channel. You and your false demonic activity is not welcomed here. I am happily single, by the way. Love it. You certainly thought you were insulting me. How pitiful you are. You are very, very angry and need Jesus. But you are bound and bound people do angry and despicable things. And then I said, also, you can't read a comment correctly. Where did I say you can commit adultery? In your anger, I can also send you glasses. Sorry. And then I put assumptions are, well, foolish. Like you, please step away from the keyboard. The demons are typing away for you. L-M-B-O. You're one crazy cat. So anyway, this is what, um, it was funny. So go check it out. It was a great comment on uh, the episode that was just released uh, Wednesday. And uh, so again, he, I guess he thought he was going to insult me. Because I'm single. I'm so offended. Um, did anyone ever think that maybe I am okay with being single? I don't I don't know. Is it a is it a shame that a woman is single? I mean, I don't foresee anything happening. Again, I'm 51, soon to be 52. Uh, if it hasn't happened yet, I don't think it's gonna happen. So um, but anyway, maybe I should go on like a golden our um dating site or something i can't yes caroline absolutely a great book to understand very he, jeff is a great author though i've had many of his books and he's just really um a very very good author and yes carly has really really long hair um she's so pretty guys she's got them beautiful eyes with the hair it's so pretty just so pretty um, so I think, um, 
Girl, you are stunning just the way you are. Look at that picture. Come on now. Listen, we need not be hard on ourselves. We need to love who we are in our age, whether that be young, old, it doesn't matter. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. All of us. We're beautiful. So anyway, that's it for tonight, guys. Um, let me stop sharing. Um, uh, I think there are AI demons already. Hmm. You never know. I mean, AI is really crazy right now. Oh my gosh, I know it's just because the fan sits right here and I even have it on low. But anyway, see, look at all these happy to be single people. What? What? Holla. We are we are good. I don't have any distractions in my life. I have enough going on on my plate. I don't need a man to be brought into that. <laughs> like, it's crazy. All right. So if no one has anything to say, again, if you know anyone, even you, Vicky, if you know anyone who's involved in this cult, um, please go ahead and just share this. Like, I, I don't really ask, like, hey, share, 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 but share it on your social media. And also, if you want, I guess I can put it here um, in the link. Um, if you want, you guys can send me a Facebook request. Again, I am, um, whatchamacallit, um, I have to know who you are though. So let me, I, I need to know who you are. Um, because, I, I don't, I mean, if you just like send me something, I'm not going to know like who you are if I don't know your real name. So, but here is my profile and then you guys can know all about me, I guess if you want, I don't know. Uh, so I don't post a lot. I just post about Jesus. I take selfies every now and then post about where I live and stuff. So anyway, um, Yvette, I just accepted yours. Thank you. And um, that's it. But yeah, I came back on to go into this group called Unlocked. And I left two days later. I just couldn't take it anymore. I was like, I'm done. I'm done with these crazy people. So anyway, I love each and every one of you. If um, nobody has anything else to add or to say, I guess I will do what Sandra does and uh, click the little button and we will end the show for tonight. But I do want to say, as always, I... Oh, really, Carly? I didn't know they were in... Maybe I didn't know they were in New Zealand. Wow. That's insane. Well, there you go. Yes, thank you, um, Vicky. You just reminded me. So everyone, it's going to be really, really cold in certain parts. I know Scott. I don't know if he's tuning in. He is in Missouri. Um, it's It's going to be really, really chilly. So stay warm. May everyone's heat stay on and actually let me just pray over everyone so father god i just want to lift up this massive cold front that is coming through the states and lord i just want to lift up everybody um that may be affected by this lord especially the homeless people who are out there and who have no place to go um lord i just ask that you know supernaturally you would clothe them somehow with the warmth you know that they would find a place they would find shelter that somebody would you know, maybe put them up for a hotel at night and all the shelters would be open and they would not be neglected. Lord, I ask that you would watch over people who are in, in, um, 
what's the word I'm looking for, Lord? Uh, my brain is so tired right now. In direct line of this cold front, this frigid air that is coming in, may their heat continue to work or their furnace or their fireplace, um, whatever the case may be, a coal burning stove. I don't even know if they make those anymore. But God, just let all the elements um, work that need to to keep heat, or especially if they have children. Um, don't let anything freeze over there to where they can't use water or anything like that, Lord. Just keep everyone safe. And uh, Lord, as I'm praying here, I want to lift up everybody in this chat as well to you where there's needs, um, where there's desires, Lord, that we would ask that you would answer those according to your will and uh, not our own. And Lord, as uh, we are told to pray that your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, that your kingdom would come here on earth, Lord. And that means that we get to go home soon. So Lord, I just Again, lift up everyone. Thank you so much for people who tune in week in and week out and um, who are loyal and faithful, not to me and care less about life clips or Kim, but to your word and are hungry for truth. Lord, I ask that you honor those seeking truth and that whatever seeds I had planted in that group for two days, Lord, that someone would come by and water that and that you would reap the harvest. Lord, we're living in very trying times and we need to make sure that we are witnesses, no matter what that looks like, even a shirt that I'm wearing tonight, Lord, Christ over culture, that we actively seek to witness to people. No one, Lord, is out of your reach. No one is too far gone, too far drunk, too far high, too far gay, too far transgender, too far political for us not to minister to them. But for the grace of God, go all of us, Lord, because we were once in darkness as well. So, God, thank you so much for this fellowship this evening. I love, love, love my family, God. And I thank you so much for them. You know that I pray over them all the time. God, give us strength and courage as we walk these days. And, Lord, I ask that whoever is listening to this on post, and they may be in the Way International that the Holy Spirit would illuminate to them the truth of your word, who Jesus really is. The Son of God, God in the flesh, who came and bore the sins of the world. And all we have to do is just trust in the finished work of Calvary. Lord, thank you for loving a wretch like me. I love you so much, Lord. I love your word. I love diving in. I love getting to know you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys stay um, warm. I love you all. And until next time, I will see you here, there, or in the air. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you enjoyed the content, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Also head on over to our website, lifeclipspodcast.com to find out more information. If you have questions, comments, or concerns, send us an email at questions at lifeclipspodcast.com. And as I always end it, I will see you here, there, or in the air. Titus chapter 2, verse 13 looking for the blessed hope, and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus.